0: In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson.
1: And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. Well, thank you so much for tuning me in today, and I am very grateful and thankful to be a part of your life and a part of the next 30 minutes as you spend time with me. I hope that as you tune in from Saturday to Saturday that you get some value and that you learn some things. And of course, not every episode is going to be applicable to every single listener, but I try to make certain that there's principles that are inclusive to every one of us as we are all on the same path and the same journey to try to retire successfully and most important to stay retired. None of us want to unretire once we get used to that quality and standard of living. Once we've retired the first go around, we don't want to go back to work. And that brings me to a question. That I received via email from a lady by the name of Laura. And Laura, thank you so much for reaching out to us. She had come to CapitalizeLife.com as well as our website, JohnsonWIM.com. And there was a link there that she could post a question and just ask us a question. It comes right to me. And Laura, your question is very timely. And I thought that it was insightful enough that I wanted to be able to share with the rest of our listeners today. And that was dealing with a pension. Now, let me give you a little bit of brief background about Laura. Laura is 66 years of age, and she has worked for a small fraternal organization. We'll just call it a religious organization. And she's getting ready for retirement, and she knows that over the course of time, they really haven't provided her much to retire on as far as retirement tools. But one of the blessings that she has had bestowed upon her was that of a good old-fashioned pension. And she wanted to know about the pension. No one really educated her about the pension. They just said that she had it. And when she talked to the higher-ups, when she talked to HR, they suggested to her that she needed to get a pension estimate. And this would give her kind of a brief background as to what kind of income she would receive when she decided to turn on the income from the pension. And so she was inquiring about, you know, what is the right option and what can I expect out of the pension and is my spouse going to be able to collect pension benefits? And they were all very reasonable questions that I think all of us can garner a little bit of information from. But the first thing that I want to do is I want to start with one of the most important principles as it pertains to pensions if you happen to have one. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a job today where you are participating in a pension. This could be a pension from a previous employer, and you knew that you had it. But the one thing that we need to be very, very careful of is the underfunding of pensions. Pensions today, whether they are private pensions or they are state pensions, are severely underfunded. Just to give you an example, for Some of you, you may have heard the terminology of the Teamsters. The Teamsters were basically a pension that, I don't know, supposedly the mob had their fingers in many years ago. And I know that there was even a movie that mentioned the Teamsters pension here not that long ago. But the reality is, is that the Teamsters were basically a bunch of professional truck drivers that had this pension. And many of them did not save personally for retirement because they had this pension and this pension was going to be basically their saving grace by the time that they retired. The problem is, is that by 2025, the Teamsters pension is going to be completely and totally out of money. You see right now they're paying out $2.1 billion. That's billion with a B paying out 2.1 billion more than what they're receiving for funding. And you see, many of the pensioners are going to say, well, yeah, but we've got some backstops that they've told us about. They've got this Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. Well, I would like to believe that that's true. And it is true that that organization, that corporation is there to try to help be a backstop to the pension. But coincidentally, the numbers and the math don't lie. The Pension Benefit Guaranteed Corporation or the PB. G.C., say that 10 times, is projected to go under in the same exact year. So what does this mean? It means that people that have worked literally their entire life for this this peace of mind of knowing that they're going to have a pension. If you spent 30 years behind the steering wheel of a semi, of a truck, a professional truck driving, and you were receiving, say, $3,000 in a pension benefit, you're going to be losing over 60% of your benefit. You're going to be going from 3000 a month to less than 1200 And then they say that it's going to get critically even worse where those pensioners, if there is not some federal implementation, if the federal government doesn't step in and save them, then it's likely that they're going to be reduced to hundreds of dollars per month, not just 1200 Is this a serious issue? You bet it's a serious issue. I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. I work with a lot of clients that, our employees and they're part of the plumbers and pipefitters union looking at their stats and this is not to get you all excited and to make you feel as though there's going to be this systemic problem but there really is a problem right now and the reason that we have to be aware of this especially when we're on the receiving end is that there is issues and if we address the issues potentially just maybe we can fix it but back to the plumbers and the pipefitters union Statistically, it's saying right now that they are 60% underfunded. That means that the 158,000 beneficiaries or employees who are entitled to this benefit, that the pension that they have worked hard to receive at retirement, it is 60% underfunded. You see, there is a major problem here with pensions today. So many of the people that are receiving the pension benefit have lived longer than ever before. They're living longer than ever anticipated. The actuaries, the bean counters, the numbers crunchers, whatever you want to call them, that were statistically looking at the probability of how long these men and women were going to live, they underestimated it. And it's not something that is just Relegated to private pensions. It's also affecting state pensions, federal pensions. Just for instance, if you go to the website Equable, which is e.com they've got some wonderful statistics dealing with all the different states that have pensions. And you know, we have been blessed here in the state of Iowa to have the IPERS pension benefits, school teachers, and law enforcement officials, and you name it, have worked and have sacrificed their life and sacrificed their time and their health for serving us as citizens of the wonderful state of Iowa, and one of the benefits that these people were entitled to was the IPERS pension benefit. And I don't know anyone that says that the IPERS pension benefit is not a good benefit. It's one of the best in my personal opinion. However, if we looked at what the pension has done as far as a performance in 2019, it was funded 80 to 90%. That's really good compared to many states. And yet a year later in 2020, it's reduced to 70% funded. Now, what does this mean? It means that there is potential problems with the pension, potential problems that maybe they could be cured, maybe they could be fixed, maybe they could be caught in time and turned around. But what is creating all of these problems? Well, there's a number of them. And as I said, one of the biggest problems for the pensions is the fact that these pensions have been looking at people living only so long and people are living longer than they anticipated. But there's also been problems with how the pensions have been invested. In other words, they're receiving dollars that are being deposited into these pensions, and there has been problems with how they have been invested. They've been putting them into, depending upon their investment policy, putting them into very risky investments. Sometimes those risky investments, they don't pan out. They don't perform as well. There's volatility, that takes place and all of a sudden the value of those pension dollars invested decline. Do you think that that has a problem for those that are drawing? Absolutely. It has a problem for that. Looking at 2020, what happened in the beginning of the year with the economic shutdown, with the stock market tanking, that has had a quantifiable effect on these pensions. Number two, In some of these pensions, there is investment policy restrictions and all investment policies have some restrictions, but some are too restrictive. Some are so restrictive that they're not allowing the pension dollars to be invested more appropriately to be able to adjust to the new world and the new way of investing that we have Poor interest rates. Poor interest rates are not only affecting you and I, we look at the bank accounts, we look at our checking, our savings, and we get sick to our stomach because interest rates are so poor. But these poor pensions have been suffering from interest rate declines year after year after year. I remember back in 2000, you could actually get decent interest rates at the local bank, but because of all the quantitative easing, interest rates on fixed interest instruments that these pensions invest in have declined so significantly that now it's forced them further out onto the risk curve to have to risk the money, invest in things that are more aggressive and more risky. Bad investment decisions. You know, they have to be accountable to all these pensioners, but sometimes they just don't call it right. They invest inappropriately or they invest and they take a gamble and it doesn't work out and all of a sudden, It declines and it has a systemic effect upon the pension. You get the idea. So, Laura, your question was absolutely right timing. Because today we're going to be discussing not only pensions, and by now you're probably thinking, well, my goodness, maybe I don't even want a pension. Maybe the pension wasn't even the best idea. But please listen to me. Just because there is problems with pensions doesn't necessarily mean that there is a problem with your pension. But these are things to be aware of. These are things to be looking at. You know, as a benefit to you, the pension is required to send information to you each and every year. I remember many years ago that I had clients that worked for the company Electrolux in Webster City. And these employees would receive mail about their pensions, but they wouldn't read it. And there was Very quantifiable information inside that piece of communication. So stick with me because we're going to come back and we're going to be talking about what to do if you have a pension. If you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you. And we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Powered by the Retirement Income Store.
1: After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed
0: to stock market risk. Yet, you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently, some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks But yet, you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income
1: Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Humboldt and Clear Lake, Iowa. Well, if you're just joining us, thank you so much for tuning us in and thank you for listening. We've been talking about pensions today and Most of it has just basically been discussing the risk of pensions. And, you know, this is a topic that you wouldn't normally think that there is a risk, right? You believe that if you participated in a job or if you have participated in a job in which you had a pension, well, pensions are supposed to be safe. And you know what? That's absolutely true. Pensions are supposed to be safe, but that does not necessarily mean that pensions are free of problems. And pensions have been going through a multiplicity of headwinds and challenges. Laura had asked me a question about her pension, and she worked for a small private employer. It was a fraternal or religious organization, and they really hadn't provided her much for a retirement benefit. But the one thing that they did provide her was accessibility to a pension. And she had asked, you know, how do I take this pension? What are the benefits? What are the drawbacks? What is it that I need to know about this pension? I'm getting ready to retire. Well, Laura, hopefully, as you listen to this, you're not too scared of the pension because obviously in the first half of our program, we outlined a lot of the different problems the pensions are going through. But let's talk about now the realities of a pension. And the reality of a pension is that it is supposed to be safe. There are many employers that have done an excellent job of funding the pensions and doing their due diligence to keep the pension well-funded, meaning it's not underfunded. And so what should you do? Well, number one, if you feel safe with the pension, then feel free to take the pension. Now, when you take the pension, you're going to go through the process of what's referred to as a pension election. And this is where they're going to give you a number of different choices that you can look at, that you can consider for yourself, and that you'll ultimately choose one of them. You can only choose one pension election, and usually it's an irrevocable decision. So once you make that decision, uh, you might be sweating bullets when you do it, but once you do it, then it's done. It's over and done with, and you don't have to make that decision again. But here's the thing. There are many different choices, and one of the choices is obviously going to be what is referred to as life only. Life only is going to give you the biggest dollar amount of monthly benefit, and that's going to be usually the largest number. It's going to be at the very top of the estimate when you get the estimate. If you know you have a pension, but you have no idea what it's going to be providing for you as a benefit, you need to ask your HR to give you a pension election estimate, and that's going to be very important. If you work for the state of Iowa and you're eligible for an IPERS pension. They have IPERS pension meetings, and you can ask for a pension election estimate. It's going to be very important because it'll provide for you an estimate of benefits that you're going to be receiving based upon the different options that are available to you, based upon the different ages that you could certainly select one of those options. So life only. Now, why would life only not be an ideal benefit? Well, life only is going to give you the greatest amount per month But it's also going to be only based upon your life. And what this means is that if you collect a check and the very next month you get run over by a bus, well, guess what, big fella? That check is now gone. Okay, guess what, lady? It's now gone. It's gone back to the system. Yeah, you got that first month, but that's it. That's all you're going to get. And so life only is typically something that will provide maximum income and is usually advisable for a person who is either ill or a person who is not a spouse. And ideally, probably a combination of those two scenarios. Number two, if you are a spouse, you want to be looking and being attentive to what's called a survivorship option. And a survivorship option is basically broken down. They will have a 25% survivor option a 50% survivor option, 75% and 100. And what happens is the greater of the survivorship option that you take that will be provided to your spouse, the less of a benefit you're going to get. Now, survivorship is pretty easy. So let's say that your benefit was going to be 4,000 and you had selected the 50%. Survivorship benefit. Well, when you die, your wife or your husband is not going to be receiving $4,000 like you were because you're the primary benefactor. They're going to be considered the survivor. So they're going to get half in that instance. You can do the same thing with 75%. They'll get 3000 not 4000 And then, of course, 100%, you get that. But the idea here is that you need to be attentive to, okay, how long is your spouse going to likely Live? Are they going to potentially outlive you? Do you want to provide them with as much of an income as is possible? Or is it possible that you're saying, now they're older than I am, or they're not in as good of health as I am, or we need more of the income today? We're not really worried about the income down the road. So you get that particular option. There's also options out there depending upon the pension design that are going to allow you to do a lump sum. Now we're gonna talk more about that in just a moment, but you need to realize the risk of the different pension elections that you're taking. If you ever choose to reach out to us and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step, reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Now, lump sum, what is lump sum? Lump sum is becoming increasingly a more and more popular benefit with employees. And the reality is, is that some of you are already privy to the fact that your pension that you have been paying into and that your employer's been paying into is chronically underfunded. You know that it's terminally ill as a pension and it's about to have a heart attack down the road. Well, if that's the case and you have the opportunity, you have the ability of being able to do a lump sum, what this means is that the pension will give you a lump sum settlement of money. It could be tens of thousands of dollars. It could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, I think that there is a number of benefits to taking your pension lump sum. The first is, is that number one, it allows you the ability to invest it for income and to realize the potential benefits of that income. So, what is a pension? A pension is something that provides you lifetime income. But if you can take your pension, Lump sum, now you do not have to worry about whether that pension becomes unsolvent and potentially disappears like the Teamsters, okay? Just for instance, you know, the state of Iowa is well-funded, but the state of Illinois, our neighbors just to the east of us, oh my goodness, the state of Illinois, they have less than 60% of their obligations funded. They are chronically ill in their pension. So if you have a lump sum opportunity, you can take your pension, you can roll it tax-free into an IRA, and now that money becomes yours. Now, why would you want to do that? Because first and foremost, it gives you the ability to access your principal. You see, when you choose to turn on a pension, you're choosing an election of income per month, and that's it. It's not going to be any more than that, so you're getting say 2000 3000 4000 a month, and you need more income, you cannot pick up the phone and just simply ask for more money. You're going to get what you're going to get. That's what you agreed to get, and that's what you're going to get, period. So when you do a lump sum of your pension to your IRA, now you have accessibility to your principal. That means that you can reach in and you can take that principal if you need it. Number two, it's going to give you better control of your investments. What do I mean by that? Well, you have no control of how the pension is actually investing its money. You have zero control of that. All you are is a spectator on the sidelines hoping that they're going to make a home run, hoping that they're going to hit a field goal. The reality here is that when I see employees who are rolling their pension into their own individual IRA, it gives them not only accessibility to the principal, but now they have control of how the money is invested. Why is that important to them? It's because now they can invest it for income. They can invest it for safety. They can invest it very low cost. Number three, and this is a huge benefit, a huge reason why so many people are starting to lump sum their pensions. And that's because they know that if they were to die unexpectedly, that principle is now going to not only go to their spouse, as most pensions probably would, but it's going to pass on to their children and to their grandchildren. You see, remember, you may have a survivorship benefit in your pension where if you die, your spouse will get for his or her lifetime a benefit of some degree, 25%, 50 75%, 100%, whatever. But when they die, that's it. Money stops. This is the reason so many people are starting to roll their lump sums or one of the many reasons Because they want to make certain if both they and their spouse died, now that's money that's going to be going into the hands of their children and their grandchildren. You see, the bottom line, Laura, is that your pension is a very valuable benefit. But how you choose to take that pension, whether you choose to take it, whether you choose to lump sum it out, it is simply a tool. One of the number one benefits that I see of a pension is the benefit of income. But the number one mistake that I see with pensions is that people simply put too much faith, hope, and expectation in the pension. It is simply a tool in your toolbox. This is the reason I harp on social security maximization. This is the reason why I want people to get educated about social security and figuring out is there a way that I can get more out of the system legally. This is the reason why Social Security, I refer to it as a spoke in your wheel of retirement, because that's all it is. It's not a cure-all. It is a wheel, just simply a tool. Your 401k, your 403b, the management of that retirement plan and the rollover of that money into an IRA, that is a tool. You see, we want our money to be able to generate interest and dividend income. We want to increase the output of our money. And today... People are no longer doing that. People are becoming very passive and very sanguine. We have money sitting in banks that are making us nothing, losing to inflation, and we don't understand why. But we're also not doing anything about it. And that's the reason that education, learning how to take your money, make it more diversified, and get your money producing an income stream that will last you the rest of your life is likely the best advice you will ever receive regarding retirement. Well, that's a wrap for today. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J O H N S O N, W I M stands for Wealth Income Management.com, and post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. And Laura, I hope I answered your questions, but I also hope that you have a splendid retirement and that that pension is simply one of many tools to provide you the luxurious retirement and the income that you want to be able to do the things that you want to do when you want to do them and forever as long as you want to do them. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. I'm Matthew Johnson.
0: That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837.